What is up, guys? We're back on the podcast. And today, I got Big Steve hey with guys. me. Hey, um, Yep, Big Steve's here. And we got a, bit, a lot of topics to talk about today. Um, the main one we're going to be running through is ranking top professional anglers for the 2022 season. Mm-hmm. I know the season is uh, upcoming here soon as uh, the college uh, Bassmasters have started uh-huh. already. And elite series and all that is just about underway. Most anglers uh, will be heading to Florida here shortly. And uh, so we'll be talking about that, and then we'll be running through the biggest uh, factors in catching a bass. A lot of ranking today. Yeah, a lot of ranking in this uh, this episode. And um, lure selection to, you know, get that bass to to Mm -hmm. bite. Um, so let's start at, with uh, ranking top professional anglers because I know that was a big, uh, a big point to hit in, in this podcast. But as well as everybody that follows fishing, mm-hmm. um, there's a lot of, uh, you know, TV professional fishing to start watching here mm-hmm. soon. So I'm gonna go ahead and start with uh, my top guy that I think is gonna be able to have one of the best years recorded, and that is Jacob Wheeler. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jacob Wheeler is 32 years old from Tennessee. Most of you guys will know him. Um, he's ranked first in the world right now. And the reason why I think he's going to be able to hold that is because of how um, how hot he's been lately. In 2019, he won the Major League Fishing World Championship, and um, he, he finished first twice in 2021 and fifth also. Um, Lake St. Clair, Lake Champlain, and St. Lawrence River were three of those uh, finishes. And um, he's a guy that's just a lot of people have a lot of trust in him, and I believe he's going to be a big part um, in bass, uh, major league fishing. Yeah, um, another guy for me, for y'all to look out to, y'all, a lot of y'all probably have heard of him, Ott Defoe, uh, correct me if I'm pronouncing it wrong. Um, he's always been a good guy. I mean, he is... Over one point six four million dollars in uh bass fishing earnings. Um, he's been he's uh born he was born in Knoxville. He's thirty six, so he's r- right around his prime. He's great fisherman, great guy to look out for. Yeah, all right. So coming in at my number two, um, I really like Sk- uh, Skeet Reese. Um, it hasn't been a, it necessarily on his best lately. Uh, his last three finishes were 16th, 5th, and 37th. Uh, but he does uh, make a living off bass fishing. He's made $3.6 million as of uh, February 17th in 2021. So he's probably just above that. Uh, his current world ranking is 14th. And, um, you know, he's had some uh, positive history for him. He was the Bassmaster Classic Champion in 2009 um, and the uh, Bass uh, Angler of the Year in 2007. So it's been a while since he's gotten, you know, a title or an honor uh, to his name. But I, I believe he's uh, going to be um, very important in uh, bass fishing next next year. And something cool about Skeet is um, he used to be the manager of a tackle store before all of that professional fishing. Career. Yeah, and that was that was really cool. Mm-hmm. But uh, he's from California, um, and he's going to be heading uh, to Florida soon. Mm-hmm. 
Um, another guy to look out for, uh, he's number two on my list, actually. Uh, he's new into the game. He's only had 34 total, like, pro tournaments. And he won, uh, he, he landed the 2020 Rookie of the Year Award after a crazy start on the Bassmaster Elite Series. He's 36, same as, um, Ott. Um, great fisherman, just, just got into tournaments. And he's a, a great guy to look out for. I expect him to do great things this year. I mean, uh, last, I mean, he, 2020, 2022, he just had a crazy season as he won rookie of the year. And he's going to be a great guy to look out for. Born in Minnesota. He's just, he's, he hasn't made a ton of money, but that, like I said, he's new to the f- fishing and inter- professionally. But, uh, he's had eight, over eight top 10 fishing, um, over op eight, geez, over 10 top 10 finishes in uh, 34 tournaments. Yeah, he's a he's a real fisherman. Mm-hmm. Third, I got come in Bobby Lane. Um, Bobby Lane's actually from where I I go fishing when uh, I jump out of town, but uh, he's from down in Lakeland. Um, 48 years old. Uh, is set is going to be going into his 18th uh, pro year, and has had a lot of you know, decent finishes, and one coming uh, on the Mississippi River, uh, placed second in uh, 2021, and um, also, he's had some uh, history, and people know his name, too, Uh, he's a 2017 Major League Fishing World Champion, um, which was a huge deal if you uh, ever even make it to that point in fishing. But before he was a landscaper, um, before he even got into his career as a landscaper, so these guys have some cool backgrounds um, that a lot of people don't even know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Austin, let's hear your number three. Okay, um, number three spot. It's kind of obvious. Y'all, a lot of y'all know him because he's one of the past two Bassmasters, Hank Cherry. He, like I said, y'all probably don't know a ton about his past, but he just got into it. He so he won the Bassmaster twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one. Uh, in 2020 being in Birmingham, 2021 being uh Fort Worth in Texas, he in 2020 he he weighed in o- over 65 pounds, which is just crazy to think about. And be, be, that Jeez, was his yeah. in that 2021 2020 win was his first win since 2013. So he just really came out of nowhere. Just goes to show that anyone can uh anyone can win. He. Uh, he's from North Carolina, a lot of different fishing up there, a lot of different fish, it's a great, great way to, like, get into fishing up there, uh, Hank Cherry's on my number three st- spot, maybe him and Austin, uh, Felix, those two are, he's settling, they're both settling around there, he's just a great guy to look out for, because the past two years, he's done great things, and yet, y'all should definitely look out for him this year. Yeah, I like how you ranked him third, Austin. Um, I believe he's not going to be the top angler this year. Just I mean, because winning three in a row is nearly impossible. It would be mm-hmm. unbelievable. Um, winning two in a row is even that, really that's crazy. Play, uh, mm-hmm. amazing. But, uh, coming in at my number four is going to be Mark, Mark Davis. Um, and the reason why I picked this, he hasn't really been known as much. His current world ranking is 32nd. But um, the reason why I feel he's going to be good this year is because of uh, how mature he is in the industry. 
Um, this is going to be his 37th uh, pro year. And um, he's almost 60 years old. And um, he's from Arkansas, where a lot of fishing is from. Uh, he does guides and tours, fishes year-round, just like most of the anglers. But I feel like this, this guy has a lot of experience and has um, a, lot to, a lot to look forward this next uh, year. And uh, he was the Bass Angler of the Year in 2001, 1998, and 1995, which is crazy. And the Bassmaster Classic winner in 1995, so it's been a it's been a while since he's uh, taken home a victory, but uh, or I, I should say, you know, a bigger tournament victory. But he's still got uh, a lot to accomplish here in the next couple of years. Mm-hmm. Uh, my number four guy, y'all have all, all probably heard of him, uh, Kevin Van Dam. I mean, crazy fisherman, so good. Yep. Um, over six point four million dollars in in winnings in winning cash. I mean, over twenty five first place finishes, sixteen second place, and eighteen third place. Uh, not much to say. It's just he's a great fisherman from Michigan. He's getting old. I don't think the last time he won. Let me see. Um, I think it was yeah, twenty eighteen. He was. He was the, uh, 2018, he was his last win, and, but he has just been dominating, um, he's been dominating the fishing game, I mean, he probably has the most earnings of everyone, anyone I know, I mean, he's just a great fisherman, and he's, he's he's a great outdoorsman too, you can see, look up YouTube videos, websites, you can just see him, he is, he's a great guy to watch. Yeah, he's definitely been one of the most uh, recent successful f- fishermen in the in the industry. Um, Six point four million dollars through fishing is definitely Crazy. one of the top in the game right now. Um, but yeah, we we think these guys um, are really going to be a big part in this year, and you know, I'm, I can't wait to watch Jacob Wheeler uh, coming off you know first ranks right now. Um, a lot of people know him, a lot of people are going to be watching him and how he's going to handle that pressure and if he's going to be able to go uh, catch fish like he has in the, in the, mm-hmm. in the past. Uh, last couple of recent mm-hmm. years. Yeah, because um, it's going to be tough for him. And uh, now we're going to get into um, the uh, biggest factors in catching a bass. Um, and Austin uh, actually planned this part out for us a little bit. And I want him to run through what he thinks first. Okay, I mean, uh, this is like really important to me because I just think the factors of catching fish are like, I don't know, just it, it means a lot to me because this is stuff that you work hard to like improve your fishing at. Um, so first, just be aware of your surroundings, and when I say this, I mean know the weather, like the air. T- the air temperature to water temperature ratio, just know the difference between the two, know what each is, plays a big factor, and the second thing that I'm about to explain, and then know your pond, know the time of the season, just know, like, everything around you that's going to affect the fishing, like, like, you're probably going to be throwing a different bait in the winter than the summer, and you're probably going to be working in the bait a different way, I don't know, from the winter and the summer, and the weather's definitely going to be a lot different then, and you're going to want to cast somewhere different and so i'd say second on my list is is the bait you're throwing 
And like I said, based off the time of the season or, or whatever, fish are going to be looking. They're going to be looking to hit a different kind of. Um, they're going to be looking to hit a different kind of bait. So, like, say you're um, fishing in a lot of cover and um, maybe darker, murkier water, and just based off of that, you, you're gonna th you're probably not going to throw like one bait compared to another bait, and that that to me it just it it plays a big uh effect on how you're gonna catch the fish or not and that's that to me is like up there but not as uh it's not as high as like knowing your surroundings um third thing i want to talk about this last i mean it although it's last on my list still like like the highest thing for landing your fish like landing your fish and getting it in and like keeping it healthy is the cast the cast and the hook set and the way you're working your bait through the water so this all has to do with your rod basically so where you're casting it does play a big effect but it's it's just if you cast and it and so say there's like what i was talking about earlier you're in murky water with a bunch of cover and you're casting out towards the middle of the pond and it's like super deep and it's the middle of um, excuse me, it's the middle of winter, I mean, it's the middle of summer, and you're casting out towards the middle of your pond, and there's, like, a dark, there, you have a darker pond with a lot of cover, you should be casting towards that cover, and, like, throwing the right bait, and so, just knowing where to cast is really good, and especially, like, watching YouTube videos, or even just tuning into all our podcasts, or even watching our YouTube videos, that we're gonna put up one for very soon here, but, um, that, just knowing where to cast is big, plays a big part in finding the fish, actually. Because a lot of baits, like a rattle trap, they make noise, they're meant to, like, piss off the fish to let, so the fish can hear you. Um, and then also the, the hook set. Once you get ho hooked, you have to know, I mean, how hard to set the hook. You'll get, you'll get used to this over time, just knowing, knowing, um, how hard to hook set, like, where... Like which way to hook set, like based off the where the water's going, um, and then how you work your bait. Obviously, that definitely plays a part in it. I know Griffin may want to speak on this a little bit. Yeah, um, it's definitely a, a very important topic. You you can go tackle shopping all you want, but um, catching fish is a whole different game. Um, I agree with Austin on all three of those steps that the weather is definitely the most important aspect. Um, uh, sun, or, uh, sun or rain or, you know, whatever whatever it is outside, um, it, it affects the fish. Um, if it's 100 degrees outside, sometimes they're not going to like it. It's going to be too hot. If it's 75 degrees, usually they're going to like it. D just depends if they want to bite mm -hmm. that day. Um, if it's negative 15 degrees, let's say, they probably ain't going to be moving too much, mm -hmm. you know? It's common sense stuff, but you have to recognize that and know if there is, um, you know, grass on the bottom, you know, that type of stuff would. Y'all know it. We talked about it in our last podcast. Um, second, I agree, would be the bait. Um, but you have to choose the right bait mm -hmm. because... Um, you don't want to be throwing a crankbait in front of a bass's eyes, mm -hmm. and when it's 
15 degrees outside because all, all you're doing is practicing retrieving that bait the, uh-huh. the bass are not going to and it. also and not just the type of bait but the color on the bait like it well maybe not if you're throwing like s- something with a lot of colors but like what Griffin was saying with like a crankbait you want to have the right colors on it too um just so you, just because um just because uh yeah you would you want to have like the right colors for the right season and weather and all that stuff and based off the water type too and what the fish want to attack you know um sometimes throwing a bait in front of a fish that a fish has never seen before is is the right thing to do um and you want to be you want to know your pond like what i was talking about with the weather um but the bait is very, very, very important. Um, you know, you don't want to be, like I said, you don't want to throw a crankbait in front of a, bat, a, a bass's eye when it's negative 15 degrees. You want to slow it down for them and get something for that where they, you can stick it right in their face and they'll eat it and you can, you know, get the fish. Uh, third is the hook set. Um, for the hook set, you know, it's really just, if, if it's a shank hook, you're going to uh, hook set up towards the sky. If it's a um, treble hook, you're going to hook set to the left or right, just depending on that. Um, yeah, and you know, that's that's a big part, mm-hmm. you know, just knowing wh- where that hook set, because you can't get a fish without hook setting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like what you were talking about, like knowing your hook and all that stuff, um, that definitely plays a big part. Um, now, I feel like what I want to talk about is lure selection a little bit more? Go into more depth about that? Let's go through uh, lure selection. Like, we were just talking about you don't want to be throwing a crankbait through uh, or past the fish's face in negative 15 mm-hmm. degrees. And that is 100% true, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, but say you go to the uh, Bass Pro Shops on a, on a Wednesday. Say Let's say it's 41 degrees and sunny in, in January. Um, you want to know, uh, what's going to work depending on where you live and, you know, all and so usually in, in this time of year, I'm throwing, uh, a bug and some people disagree and will throw the jerk bait, but to me, mo- I'm most comfortable throwing a Texas rigged, uh, bandito mm-hmm. bug. And this is, uh, fully because of just how many fish I've caught off. And experience and uh, like recently. knowing how to work it. Uh uh-huh. this this my experience with that bait because I've definitely fished that bait more than. And any I would other highly bait. recommend it for all of you guys uh, who haven't tried it out. You could also a lot of like YouTubers who have used that bait. We may put up a tutorial on how to work that bait. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a great bait, but um, so you know, you want to know what bait you're going to use because if you don't know what what bait uh you should use then. You're gonna run into a lot of problems out on the water. You're just not gonna be able to get any mm-hmm. fish, and you don't. Why go fishing if you ain't gonna catch anything? Because then you're just working on that wrist strength, reeling it in, casting it back out, reeling it in. Yep, and um, it's not all about just the lure too, though. It's like Austin was just saying, reeling mm-hmm. it in you have to reel it in at, at the right pace. You know, sometimes people are gonna reel it in really, really fast, and they should be reeling mm-hmm. it in you know, on a, on a certain pattern, like a, 
Yeah, you know, and moving um, your bait side to side, maybe, or like when you're working a worm, you want to pop it up and down, just depending on like. And this goes back to what we were talking about, like knowing the bottom of your pond. You're, you're probably gonna work a worm differently if they're if if you have the worm set up weedless, or if you have it wacky, and or if you have weeds on the bottom of your pond or not. And then um. And reeling, like I was talking about yeah, last podcast, if y'all had already heard that, but in the winter, right, this is a big mistake a lot of ba- bass fishermen do. I mean, the bass, can you imagine swimming around in 15 degree water for three months and you see a crankbait drop right in front of your face and start just flying by? You think that you think you're going to go chase after it? No, you want something slow moving with that at your pace, like so in the winter time, you obviously want to work your bait a lot slower and slow things down and be more patient. This is like definitely gonna play a huge part. I feel like in how you're catching fish in the winter. Yeah, and you know, uh, we talked about the spinner rate last video, and that is it, it's a cool it's a cool way to think of bass mm-hmm. fishing because in the winter, um, the spinner bait can make fish really mad. Mm-hmm. And that's one of those baits, like a crankbait, where it's it's in their face, and then it's in the strike zone, and then it's immediately mm-hmm. gone. Um, but with the spinnerbait, um, I feel like that uh, the skirt it has on it will make that fish mad, and you could get some, some bites off that. So don't just think if you're throwing a moving lure in the winter, you're not going to catch a fish. No, that is completely false. You will mm-hmm. catch fish. It's just fishing on it, fishing it correctly and you know having that fish commit by it, be, it being mad or you know really needing something to eat mm-hmm. that day trying to feed, and another you know, another big part is having a good attitude i fish with plenty of people that have just been like pick, pissed off because they're ticked off because they've just been they've been out there they're not in a good mood so they're already th- usually when you're not in a good mood you're just probably reeling it in fast you're not being patient with the fish you just want to like catch a fish and the more you do that, the more you're not going to catch fish. And the more you don't catch fish, the ma- the like the angrier you're going to be. And so having a good attitude and just like being out there, and know you're it's just you're having fun. Unless you're like what we were talking about a pro angler who is out there to win money. But you know, just having fun and catching fish that's like the best part about it. Just usually being with your friends or your family, having a good attitude is the best thing. Because I feel like when that happens, everything starts working for you, and like your gears start turning, and that's when you start like knowing when it works stuff. Yeah, um, the biggest part is when fishermen get I- impatient, mm-hmm. and if you get impatient, you start uh, retrieving your bait too fast or too slow, or forgetting the to pop things it a aren't few going times. to flow through your head. Yeah, that's when you're just not going to catch a fish, and in the angler that might know mm-hmm. that because. He's probably mad because he missed a fish because the hook set, um, you know, he lost a fish, whatever, something like that to make that guy think mm-hmm. that. But, uh, yeah, that's um, more of our, our lure selection, you know, just select mm-hmm. a bait that is proper for your temperature. Uh-huh. And if you have any experiment, experience, you will know what that is. But don't go throwing a, a crankbait in negative 15 degree mm-hmm. weather. And I think now we can talk about a little bit of uh, buying lure, buying lures and lure selection when you're buying and ha- tips to help you at the store. The first one I would tell you is what Griffin and I do a lot 
Say we wanted to buy, I don't know, Car we go to Carl's Van Tackle, right? We start their free trial, and since we're a member because of the free trial, we get, I don't know, we get like $15 off on our first purchase. I mean, there's already $15 in free base that you can get. Yeah, you have to um, you have to take advantage of deals. Um, Carl's Bait and Tackle is an online store, mm -hmm. um, and he uh, he does one dollar during the holiday season. He does uh, baits for one dollar, and one week it was the Guggen, um, the grass jig, right? Pick. Yeah, yeah. And I got and it, there's a purchase limit on them to five, so you can't just buy a hundred of them for a hundred mm -hmm. bucks because they would just they would lose too much mm -hmm. money. But it's, um, I mean, five jigs it, for five dollars is crazy because you're usually buying two jigs for five dollars yeah. at, at, at least. No, no, it's two jigs for thirteen or fourteen dollars. Yeah. Um, but it it was there were six dollars a piece, and I got them for a uh, dollar a piece. I got five of them, um, which was really good. And then um, you know, figuring out a big part of that bait is the weight of mm -hmm. that bait. And on most bait caster or spinning combo you're going to be throwing you're going to be wanting to throw between like the one eighth to maybe three fourth mm -hmm. ounce bait on like a say a standard medium mm -hmm. heavy fast, fast rod um, if you go heavy you know you get a heavy rod then that that whole story changes mm -hmm. you're going to be using that for um you can you can use it for those baits too but you'd probably be fishing more like a frog mm -hmm. or something that just needs more strength when uh, the bass hits it anyway. Um, but that would usually be for a swim bait or an A rig or something that uh, needs more, that has less backbone. Mm -hmm. Hey guys, support. one thing before I forget: um, if y'all have any questions or suggestions for us, if you want to like email us a question or a video idea, uh, contact us at keepingitreal2007 at gmail dot com. Um, just if y'all have anything that y'all want us to talk about or you want to shout out or something, just email us at keeping it real. Keeping it keeping it real two thousand seven at gmail.com. Yeah, it's that'll um we'll take your suggestions for your our podcast and we'll talk about whatever you want us to talk mm -hmm. about. Um Yeah, we're good there. Um anything else you want to talk on also? Uh, I don't think so. I mean um We've gotten over a lot of stuff today. A lot of rankings, a lot of tips and tricks. I mean, we'll probably up if y'all want to go check out our YouTube channel. We're probably gonna put up a video here in the next couple of days. Hopefully, if the weather isn't too bad tomorrow. Um. Yeah, we should be on the water uh, tomorrow, mm -hmm. so you should expect a video coming up this um, week sometime probably. Sometime in the next three or four days, but we should be on the water mm -hmm. tomorrow. Yep, and then yeah, that's mainly it. We'll talk. We'll, we yep. may upload a couple tips and tricks videos, maybe on get how to get like when you're getting caught, how easy ways to get it out. Because Griffin learned a lot of stuff in stream song. Um, I learned a new way to get uh, uncaught, mm -hmm. and it is extremely effective. Uh, yeah, it's 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 it was so crazy. I started laughing on the boat because it works every time for mm -hmm. me. All right, well, um, hope you all enjoyed mm -hmm. today, stay and uh, we'll stay tuned in one. for a new podcast later. All right, bye, all right, bye guys. Bye -bye.